0: This is episode 104 of the Swallow Your Pride podcast, and today's guest is Lori Sterling. Lori has been a medical speech pathologist with a focus on dysphagia for 25 years. 23 of those years were spent working with adults in critical and acute care. Not quite two years ago, she took the opportunity to expand her knowledge and skills and took a position as senior speech pathologist at Texas Children's Hospital, again working with critical and acute care patients, but with much to learn. Lori has served at many levels within SIG-13 and the American Board of Swallowing and Swallowing Disorders. She is the 2019 ASHA Convention Co-Chair for Speech Pathology Programming. Welcome to the Swallow Your Pride podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Richard. I'm a board-certified specialist in swallowing and swallowing disorders, and I know firsthand how much confusing and conflicting information there is out there about how we assess and treat swallowing disorders. This podcast is all about bringing everyone together, getting on the same page, being open to new ideas, and using evidence-based treatment strategies for our patients with dysphagia. So let's get into it. Just a quick disclaimer that all statements and opinions expressed in this episode do not reflect on the organizations associated with the speakers and are their own opinions solely. Hello, everybody, just a quick announcement that we do have that MedBridge promotion going on now. So if you are interested in the free upgrade to the MedBridge premium plan, which gives you access to their app and their patient handouts and home exercise builder, all their patient engagement tools are wonderful, as well as lots and lots and lots and lots of webinars that are registered for ASHA CEUs by lots of incredible people in our field. That is going on now for $95 for one full calendar year. So that promotion is going on through Sunday, September 2nd. It is good for one full calendar year. So if you sign up on Sunday, September 22nd, you get it till September 22nd of 2020. So just wanted to clarify that. You get the free upgrade to the premium plan for only $95 when you use the promo code SYP. Yes. So we do get a small portion of that goes back into keeping this wonderful podcast going. Thank you, MedBridge, for your support. And thank you for continuing to put out awesome content, awesome webinars, and these patient engagement tools that make life a lot easier for clinicians. So thank you, everybody. Go grab that deal if you are interested. Hello, Lori. Well, hello, Teresa. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining me. No problem. I'm so excited to have you on today. It's great to be here. It's exciting. Awesome. Yes. All right. So tell the people a little bit about who you are.
1: Uh, My name is Lori Sterling. I have been a speech pathologist for over 25 years. Most of my work has been with adults in acute care. And uh, recently, like 20 months ago, I made a change and now have a pediatric focus Moving to Texas Children's Hospital really kind of kickstarted my career again, or uh, just, I was kind of in a slump. So, yeah. you know, at, at some point you start feeling like you're just shoving applesauce in people's faces. And I think yeah. I just needed, I just <laughs> needed a challenge and I really found it here.
0: Awesome. I love that. Was there anything specifically like calling you towards children or are you just, or like, I really just want to make a change and I want to, yeah. I was, there... I was
1: looking to grow. I think
0: I'd been yeah. uh, at my
1: passed a facility, Houston Methodist Hospital, for 18 years, and I was just looking for uh, new challenges.
0: Yeah, awesome. I love it. So, it, has it been challenging to make the switch?
1: It's been really challenging because I don't have children and I don't have that developmental piece. I think we learned it in school, but yeah, I, yeah. some of the baby stuff or sometimes I'm like, what's a two-year-old supposed to be doing? Because yeah.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Even if you have a kid, Lori, it's okay. You still don't know that stuff half the time. Yeah, right.
1: So I mean, yeah. switching, mostly I focus in the ICUs and target swallowing and trachs and events, which is things I was doing with adults, but it's a different yeah. world. Yeah. And kids, you know, they tank faster than adults, you know. I was like, oh, yeah, aspirated with an adult, but with the kid, you're like, oh, you know, gosh, you know, yeah, this could be detrimental yeah. with a little bitty. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Are you involved in the NICU at all or is it mostly no, just? I don't do the no, NICU. No, okay. Mostly I'm doing like two years old and up at this point. I mean, okay.
1: the goal is to train me to see babies so I could cover, you know, my area completely, but you know, we'll get there. It, it You don't just switch and do it. <laughs> there's yes, just no way. Yes. There's a lot of reading, yeah. going to, you know, continuing education, focusing on pediatrics, which I obviously was always focusing on adults. So yeah, no yeah. world.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that because I think so many people just have these like preconceived notions that they can just switch settings and it's going to just happen so easily. And it's like, no, there's so much you have to learn. I mean, this it's almost like the two populations are just so different. So.
1: Right. I mean, you think about How, you know, you see your adults and you go in and you write your notes, but you can still chat to the person next to you while you're writing your note, kind of, you know. When I came over here to pediatrics, I'm like, I was so exhausted every day. (laughs) I mean, I'm in my late 50s. I'm just because you're so tuned in constantly. And, you know, I didn't, my brain didn't go, you know, on automatic during the day at all. I was just totally on, on, on. Oh my gosh. I was exhausted, yeah. but I've kind yeah. of gotten a little better at that. <laughs> so but it's been good. It's been a challenge for
0: sure. Good. That's awesome. When I was when I was looking through your bio, you were saying that this speech pathology is actually your second career. You were a radio gal before this. That's right. It was the
1: news chick or the news girl
0: uh, for a rock and roll uh, radio
1: station in the uh, 80s. So, that's awesome. I know. I mean, I met Eddie Money who, you know, just, rest in oh, peace, just passed last weekend yeah. and Rico Ocasek from the cars. This is
0: that, that's my genre. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been a traumatic week for you, though. Lord.
1: <laughs> Such oh, loss. Yes.
0: Yes. Oh, I love it. I love that you just keep kind of reinventing yourself and just finding cool things to do.
1: It was fun. It was fun, you know, right out, yeah. out of college. That was a ball. Yeah. But yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I, <laughs>
1: I wasn't helping people.
0: I think I, I yes, ended yeah. up finding I'm a little more altruistic. So yeah, yeah, you know, back yeah. To that's good. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Well, I would love to kind of talk about how you. I know right now you're in the thick of planning craziness for the entire Asha convention. Which, if people have gone, they understand the craziness of it. If you have not gone, it's like a wedding on steroids times two thousand to try to plan. Exactly. So lots of um, running. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you're in the thick of it, but I'd love to really kind of just hear how you got involved and how you've really, you know, how that's been such a part of your career too. And now you're, I mean, ahead of the planning committee. Is that right? Or correct me if I'm wrong. I am. I am the
1: convention co-chair. So yeah. I'm responsible for all the speech pathology programming, and then gotcha. my co-chair is Jessica Sullivan, who is a PhD level audiologist, and she was responsible for all the audiology programming. And together, we were responsible for general interest, and you know we crossed over too. You know, I mean, we worked yeah. as a, a really cohesive team together throughout oh, awesome. this whole planning yeah. process.
0: Yeah. When did you guys did was it, did you start planning like two years ago or right. something like that for so this? That yeah, a convention co-chair title or whatever the process is a
1: two year is a two year kind of program because you start gearing up like a year ago this month is when we put our committee together to start planning for this November's convention
0: awesome can you talk a little bit about how you got involved in this role
1: like way back in the olden days yeah (laughs) (laughs) so so I joined what used to be it was uh Sid was it is it Sid now or Sig it keeps changing. Special interest groups is what they are now, right? Yeah, so it was yeah, SID yeah. 13, special interest yeah. SID 13, probably in ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety eight, 97, 98. And there just was a listserv. It was like way before the World Wide Web, you know, back in the yeah. old days. But when I moved to Texas in 1999, one of the girls here, well, at Methodist, she actually nominated me to legislative council. So it all that's how all my and I got elected. I'm like, I've only lived here like two years, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a representative from Texas. But I think it's mostly through my SIG-13 involvement. I started as an education committee member. Uh, at one point I was a co- um, continuing education administrator. So I, all the perspectives, I actually, that's back when there were paper pers- perspectives. Oh goodness. They were all mailed to my house. And oh my there was gosh. like a thousand that we had to go through and grade. And my husband's like, how long are you going to be doing this?
0: Oh my gosh. Oh was, my God. I only had
1: to do that for a year, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I eventually moved into the role. This is before the, the SIGs were restructured of education committee chair. And at that point, the education committee chair was a liaison to the swallowing topic committee for convention programming. And so well, I ended up being on the committee a couple of times, which was great for networking, meeting some other folks. And then I worked with Mary Casper when she was topic chair for two years. And she recommended that I become topic chair. And I had that role when Julie Noel and Janine Farrar, Ferrer, oh, I probably said her name wrong, but I had that role, I think it's a 27, 2016, 2015 ASHA. I was the top of chair for swallowing and then I was top of chair of swallowing again for the following year. And then Mary Casper was convention co-chair for speech pathology and asked me to do motor speech, which I was familiar with. I worked with ALS patients who are dysarthric, but but not like apraxia and all these other areas. So this, was, this took me a little bit out of my realm and it helped, you know, so it gave me the chance to see how good I was at building a team outside of my area. And a good training ground. So then I applied to be convention co-chair and here I am. So, awesome. I don't know. That's a long winded way to get there. No, I can, that's I can okay. cut that down.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's perfect. I think that's, you know, I think what people want to know is just, you know, how do you get involved and you do kind of start now and then, you know, work your way all the way up. Right. So it's, it can, I think it it can be hard to break in. Yeah. It's hard to get a position on a committee and
1: I don't know how we can improve that process. I know, you know, people fill out the committee form and sometimes, you know, we wonder what happened to what I filled out. Nobody's ever contacted me and I I really don't have good answers for that. I think uh, networking, is you know, meeting and talking with people that are already involved who can pull you in, I think is what yeah. is a way to do it. We tried this year for our convention program committee, the committee, all the, to have topic chairs that were, you know, trying to break in or were just not people that were necessarily really well known, but were up and comers in their, in their areas um, to get them involved and to bring in some new, to new faces and new people. So we had some awesome. new ideas. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah, I think I think what you said is the networking piece is just so huge. I know I, I'm not sure how similar I think you can speak to how similar kind of Asha and the board certification specialty groups work, but it's like the more I get to know people involved in the BCS, the more committees I get put on for the BCS. Right, is exactly. That kind of how ASHA, <laughs> is that kind of how Asha is too? Is like kind of the more people you know, then you get, you know,
1: right scooted
0: into these positions. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, another area I was involved in, too, is I was a CAA site visitor. So going to universities oh, wow. with a team and going through and looking for making sure folks were meeting the accreditation standards. And so that allowed me to network, too, with all sorts of with different academia from around the country. So. Oh, cool. That was also helpful in networking.
0: Yeah. How did you get involved in that, Lori? Uh,
1: there's a call every year for um, yeah. site,
0: site visitors
1: from the CAA, it's usually posted, I think the call, I you know, like in December, I don't remember, I, you'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have to Google it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. but okay. the CAA awesome. usually has a call, a call for site visitors, and you, it's an application process online, yeah. and, you know, I was selected.
0: Cool. I mean, I think kind of, especially now in the world of, we're figuring out what grad programs are really strong, and what some are really weak, I think there's kind of a lot of a lot of people would love to be involved at that level to mm-hmm. help get these grad programs up to speed with what students need to know and be prepared with. So right. is that kind of what you did is just, you know, made suggestions of how things need to improve? And
1: so we don't we don't make the suggestions. We're looking for evidence okay. that they're meeting the standards. But, you know, gotcha. like but going through like looking at their clinic records and things like that. We're looking at records and talking to the faculty, you know, about how things are and you know, are there change, you know, what they see might be needed there but uh, yeah. basically we're looking for evidence and we just report back to the CAA.
0: Gotcha. Cool. Well, that's a neat job.
1: Yeah, it was, it's a lot of hard work, but um, it was yeah. really interesting. And I, you know, went to some interesting universities and interesting programs. So. Yeah.
0: So how do you balance all this with having a, a normal job, Lori? <laughs> are they, are they nice about letting you have, you know, your job, letting you have time off to do this stuff? Are they accommodating and flexible to your job and
1: both Houston Methodist and Texas Children's Hospital have been very accommodating and giving awesome. me leave time. Yeah. I think uh, if you're looking at volunteering, I think that's important to recognize yeah. that you need to be able to take this leave time to go to the national office or to go on site visits or or what have you. Right. If that's more difficult, I think like finding a way or learning about some ad hoc committees that are more short term that gotcha. don't necessarily need travel. And I think there's probably less travel than there used to be. I think a lot of more meetings are done online. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now that we can Skype or zoom or what have you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So how often do you have to go to the ASHA office? I
1: probably, well, after this year, after November, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Then I'm retired, I guess. I think I've been twice this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it just depends on, you know, what the meeting is. I was looking at being a part of the CAA, not as a site visitor, but as on the, the council. And that is actually meets at the national office three times a year. And then one time at convention. So that's, you know, like quarterly travel, Gotcha. which could be a little much, but yeah,
0: cool. Could you talk a little bit about kind of how the process goes for, since you are, you know, at the convention chair, how the process goes of picking the topics and the presenters and the talks that are going to go on. Like, I think, I think what's interesting is a lot of people that have presented have said, there's no rhyme or reason as to why my presentation did or didn't get picked, or this was a crappy presentation, but they picked this one and this one was really good and they didn't pick this one, you know, so I'm sure there's no science to it, but I don't know if there's any, any insight you can give. So the convention programming, uh, this
1: year we had uh, 32 topic chairs and we had a lot of uh, co-chairs. This year we started a topic on supervision and preceptoring. Jessica and I were topic chairs for academic and clinical education. There was a lot of supervision submissions. And we thought, especially with the AUDs having that third year and the precepting and supervision now being a requirement that we have to take uh, CEUs in that. That it would be a good idea to have a supervision and pre precepting and so we put an audiologist and a speech pathologist together To be topic chairs for that committee. But that being said We select topic chairs And then the topic chairs create their own committee and depending on you know, how many submissions they have like swallowing typically has around 30 committee members but okay. some of the audiology topics that don't get very many submissions, you know, maybe have five, nine okay. committee members. So the committee members, you know, brainstorm and come up with the invited sessions. So, and then we try to ask folks to think about what the theme is that year. So this year it's imagine more. So, you know, perhaps you can come up with, you know, some things that are looking towards the future or, or what have you, but yeah. they're one of their goals is, you know, to come up with some innovative invited programming to bring in and invite the speakers. And they have, you know, a limited amount of monies for non-ASHA members, and then we have some ASHA uh, registration waivers for ASHA members—a uh, limited number. But just, I know it can be difficult to travel to all these meetings. So yeah. um, anyway, they come up with these invited sessions. That's where the invited programming comes through. So when we're looking at general submissions, that, you know, it, it's a peer review process. So every submission is reviewed by three committee members. So if you submit to okay. swallowing, your submission is reviewed by three committee members and gets uh, like an average, you know, a rating, and all three of them rate and then there's an average rating. So when it comes to, you know, determining the programming, or yeah, you said sometimes that that presentation really sucked, you know, you're looking at what was (laughs) written in paper and what is written in paper sometimes can be really good, but perhaps the presenters aren't very experienced, you know, you you don't know exactly what you're going to get. And as far as being, you know, why was my paper rejected? There can be a lot of reasons. There can be, it could be there's a, there were a lot of submissions on Similar to that topic, and you know, perhaps that submission was rated a little lower. Sometimes I know when I was a uh, topic chair, I had a invited session, I believe it was on something on head and neck cancer, and somebody submitted, and it was a good, you know, a good submission. But I we already had what it, something very similar, yeah. and I had unfortunately to reject it. So, there's things like that going on, and yeah, you know, they want to have you know some breadth and depth to their programming. So yeah. sometimes it, it can be very limited. It, you know, it, it becomes pretty competitive. And you know, I I know it's a bummer to get that rejection, but you know, you can always write to papers at asha.org and you just ask you know why. And it you know, yeah. and I you know I've been honest when I was topic chair and just said you know listen, you didn't know this, but <laughs> I already had something. Yeah. To do. Yeah. This is, you know, this is yeah. why, and it, you know, it can help you just improve and submit, you know, the following year.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Can you tell kind of a little bit about what they rate people on? Ooh,
1: yeah. I haven't, I haven't done it in a year, a uh, two years. <laughs> well, since I have, when you're a topic chair, you don't actually do the rating and now I'm like, okay, it is on the content. It can be on the data. Okay. If it's a research paper, it's on the data, the summary, you know, is it a strong proposal? you know, does it, was it well written? Is it supported? You know, are the, are the learner
0: goals supported by the summary and that kind of thing? Yeah. Let me ask you, how do they, is, is there a, a rhyme or reason as to like the number of hours of swallowing programming or something like that? Is there, it's, yeah. it's
1: based on how many submissions there were.
0: Oh, it is. Okay. Right.
1: So uh, every year it changes a little bit. Gotcha. So I think it's, uh, it was a, it, it's based basically yeah, on how many submissions there are. And then the ASHA convention of meeting people come up with some formula and they're fabulous. Yeah, I yeah. just want to say that,
0: but yeah, I don't, don't, <laughs> I don't even want to do AI. all this like formula no, stuff, No, but
1: um, <laughs> I mean, the submissions continue. I have the data here. The submissions continue to grow. Yeah. In 2014, we were in Orlando Previously, and we had three thousand two hundred and thirty-six submissions. Holy cow! This year, wow. we had three thousand six hundred and fifty-eight. So, I mean, awesome, and that's just under Boston, which was an all-time record, and they yeah. had over thirty-nine
0: hundred. So, wow, pretty exciting. And mine was accepted, so I feel honored from last year. There you go. Congrats! Okay. I, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow! That's crazy. That's fascinating. Yeah, that so that we many. had more.
1: We had more student submissions and more first time presenters uh, submissions this year yeah. than we ever have. So that's really exciting.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's super exciting. I love hearing that. Cool. Wow, you just totally blew my mind with that. It's like,
1: wow, well, yeah. There's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So when we, yeah. uh, there's a, in June, there's a finalization meeting, like all the papers have been accepted, but you get this huge stack, you know, it's like an inch and a half. And it's everything that's been accepted. And we go through every hour and every program looking for any kind of conflicts. And there's always conflicts because there's only so much time, but you know, it's like, Oh, this, you know, this shouldn't be against this because, you know, everybody's going to want to go to this. Can we move it here? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. it's
0: Yeah, I remember last year when I presented, my good friend Julie was literally right next door and everybody was like, how could they have put you guys at the same time right next door? Like, why do we have to choose? And I'm like, I could not even imagine doing scheduling this stuff. So
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, and if there's a lot of authors, it becomes difficult because perhaps they're prolific authors and, you know, and people who can't be there Saturday and people who are just coming in to present. And there's a lot of, and there's only, there's limited slots and it can be tough. It's really tough.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did, I just put on the live event for my, the Medical SLP Collective was last weekend and it took me 18 hours to figure out the scheduling matrix and oh, wow. that was only 100 people involved so i was <laughs> like I, oh my god i'm like i don't know that i ever want to do this again i can't imagine like if it was you know hundreds of thousands of times the size of this how people do it so yeah yeah hopefully they have some fancy online algorithm or something that there they, must be something because
1: <laughs> it's all on the computer so it's, it's, yeah it's yeah good. but it's yeah it's i'm sure you're kind agreeing. of overwhelming to look at
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Because I think I think a lot of people were thinking like, oh, there's only, you know, 10 hours worth of swallowing. So even if there's 3000 submissions, they just have to fit it into that. But they actually do uh, have more offerings based on the amount of submissions. Is that what you're saying?
1: So so the 3000 is like submissions in general to the whole, to the whole, to all of Asia. So, so if swallowing, like swallowing last year, I think they had. This is what it was showing now. And some people may have withdrawn, but there was like 264 submissions to swallowing. I don't know what there was the year previously, but based on that, they say, okay, well, you're going to get 14 hours of general yeah. programming. And you could split that up gotcha. into two hour sessions or one hour sessions or technical. You have to break it all down into that. Yeah. But you know, one year I only had 11. So short courses don't count to that. So that you know, you oh, try and develop good. short courses and you know, have some extra. Some extra hours, but yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. But the other thing is, cool. I mean, I say there's 11 hours, but that's for the topic committee. And that's not, so the SIG has, SIG 13 has like a short course and a session. And okay, the Swallowing yeah. Board also has at least one session, if not a short course or something. So the, there's other sessions going in there besides just the actual convention program
0: committee on swallowing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Cool. Yeah, totally. Cool. This is great, thanks, Lori. <laughs> Insider scoop. Insider scoop, yeah, yeah. Convention confidential. It is. <laughs> That's what we'll call this. Yes, <laughs> awesome. I love convention it. Convention confidential. What else do I yeah. know? Never yeah. talk to her. So, <laughs> so what do you actually? What do you actually do, Lori? What do you actually do at the convention? Is your job kind of done once you get all the puzzle pieces
1: together? No, um, we have like photo ops. Um, I know we're going to (laughs) do for our opening. I I think like Wednesday, I mean, I already have things on my schedule. So uh, Wednesday we'll go, there's like Wednesday's committee day. I know we'll stop by some committees and say, hello, we're going to be taking some pictures in some of the lounges that we have. We have some fun new lounges this year. Cool. For example, Mild Kingdom, it's a place for introverts. Don't you like it mild? Oh my God, that's it's hysterical! Kingdom. It'll be a little dark. There'll be a place to plug in. There's no talking,
0: but it's a place to kind of like
1: you know, yeah, get yourself you know rejuvenated. And uh, I'm like, are, are we going to have you know incense? What's going on in there? But
0: that's hysterical. I I mild yeah.
1: kingdom because yeah. we're you know we're in Orlando. <laughs> Yeah. So th- then uh, there's, uh, I think there's the president's reception is Wednesday, a couple things. And Wednesday evening is the first timers reception. And so if you're listening to this and Orlando is going to be your first convention, there is a first timers reception on Wednesday. There's food, there's drink, there's ASHA board members. We're going to play a game, help you network, but um, everyone's welcome to attend. I think it's, probably like five It'll be announced and information will be available online as to exactly cool. what time that is. I don't have that on my calendar yet, but that is a responsibility. We also, we do the opening session. So just found my dress for that. I'm pretty psyched. Oh, good. Good. (laughs) I was like, it's all about the dress. It's like prom. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Opening the opening (laughs) session is is like prom. So we, we, uh, we do that. Uh, I think Thursdays our busiest day and then it kind of slows down. And then we have the closing party at Universal. So we will be hosting that as well. So,
0: yeah. Awesome. So, then what do you do after that? Ride off into the sunset and going on never vacation. go back to Asha again? Yes, good, awesome, <laughs> good,
1: excellent. Uh, vacation sounds good. Yeah, I, I think yes. it's going to be like your wedding day. You know, you're like, oh, my big party's over. Now what? <laughs> yeah, now what? Yeah, yeah I, it's like
0: now, what do I do? So,
1: yeah, we'll yeah. see.
0: Good. So, you're not signed up for anything after after that? I'm actually on
1: the ballot for speech pathologist member of the CAA, can, uh, the Council on Academic Accreditation.
0: But there's some oh, cool.
1: fabulous people that are also running. So that is, yeah. that's being voted on by the universities. And so uh, we shall see if that happens. Yeah. But there's some really fabulous people that are also have been selected to be on the ballot. So
0: Yeah, awesome. Will you get sucked into convention planning again for next year? Or do I don't you, know, but you I, take a I you know who the
1: topic chair is for swallowing, and I've offered, you know, I've offered my, you know, assistance, and not necessarily yeah. as a committee member. You know, it's, you know, I'm a place, and I've done it. So I, I really firmly believe in bringing in new people, new ideas, yeah. and helping. I know how hard it was to break in, and so I'd I like, you know, to bring in some new faces. It's important to have people, you know, your posse with you because you know that if somebody falls through that you can call on them yeah. to you know, like review a couple more papers or something like
0: that. But it's also important gotcha. to bring
1: in, you know, some new, some new ideas, some new, you know,
0: new blood. Yeah. I love that you said that. Yeah. There's definitely an opportunity for everybody. Yes. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing, Lori. You're welcome. Is there anything
1: else we should cover? we kind of talked about my transition and not knowing babies. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. my husband goes, you're holding it yeah. like a football. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> like, shut up.
1: Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> You've never picked one up.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, he <laughs> has. Yeah.
0: <but laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah. I don't know anything else. No. Awesome. I wish I... Okay. We can wrap this up. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lori. You're welcome.
1: It was a great talking with you this morning.
0: Yeah, this has been so helpful. I hope this encourages more people to get involved in ASHA and look up the committees and look up how they can help. And I hope this qualms some anger about why people's presentations didn't get picked. I hope so.
1: It is is tough, you know. It's hard to do that rejecting. I can't imagine, yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll I'll tell you you this. Uh, ASHA accepts probably more presentations than any professional organization. We have like a 75% acceptance rate. So, oh, wow. um, if you're looking at like DRS, uh, Research Society yeah. or some other professional organization, your chances of getting rejected are much higher there. So, I mean, we actually do you know, try our very best to accept many as we can. So yeah, that, that is important to note
0: too. Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lori. Thanks. Have a great day. You as well. So if you would love to hear more of these episodes and get some easily digestible bites of swallowing knowledge, then please leave a review on iTunes pledge a small amount on patreon.com forward slash swallow your pride because that is what keeps these episodes coming also don't forget to subscribe share with your closest colleagues and show notes will always be available to download over on swallow your pride podcast.com where you can also be notified of the latest podcast episodes also credit to stephanie jacobson for her incredible editing skills and thank you so much to all of you for listening